Hey friends, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie, and I am very happy to be joining you on this cold December day. Um, I cannot believe it is December and that the end of the year is literally like a few weeks away. And I say this every year because it feels like each year goes quicker than the last, right? But the end of the year comes around really quickly. And it can be a really sobering time because if you're like me, you know, you look back and you reflect about the past 11 months, what happened, uh, what you did, what you didn't do, you know, the valleys, the peaks, all of those things. And it's eye opening. And to be honest with you, 2021 has been a year of valleys, some really dark ones and some peaks as well. And um, I wrote a blog post on this today and I thought I would do a podcast. So as most of you know who follow the podcast, um, I pretty much started out as a blogger. So years ago, about 15 or 16, well, 15 years now, I started out writing a blog called A Single Christian Mom's Advice on Making Life Easier. And yes, I know that was an incredibly long title, I was new, I didn't know what I was doing, but um, I started writing. And the reason that I started writing was I was kind of going through a lot. So I had become a single mom. My grandmother had passed away, who I was extremely close to. Um, I was living in a, you know, a city where I, you know, I knew the city, but I didn't really have a lot of friends. And if any of you have been a new mom, you know that that support means everything, right? And so it was kind of like this very isolating time. So I had stumbled upon a few podcasts and I don't know, I got inspired to create a blog and it was really um, a blessing. I connected with so many different women. I ended up writing a column for Moms of Faith about single parenting. Um, I did a mom mentoring column for uh, Grace Blanchard Publishing, like it just was a really cool time. And so long story short, I somehow, I, I, I messed up the blog. I lost the blog. So I had lost all the content. This happened like two years ago. I was devastated, but I started Faith Coffee and a Kid. And I'll be honest, I'm not as active on that blog as I was during the first one. But I wanted to create a blog that kind of reflected where I was. And so, you know, I started writing again. And then that's kind of how the Single Moms of Faith uh, conference started. So if you also have been following me, you know that the conference was canceled. And that was really one of my lows. That was the Valley this year. Um, Not just that, but one of them because of the platform was not working. Um, There were some other things that had happened and it just, you know, it's like one of those things where you just know in your gut that it's not going to be the experience that you wanted for your attendees or your speakers. And so it was an incredibly hard decision to make. And um, there are some speakers who still submitted their recordings, which I was so thankful for. And they're up on the website for Single Moms of Faith. And they're also over Facebook, um, the Facebook group that you can look at. And it it was one of those things where, you know, you kind of just want to put your head under 
a cover in bed and just stay there, you know? And as I looked past or I looked and thought about 2021, there were a lot of things that had happened that really made this year difficult. Um, I had a really close family member who was 21 who died unexpectedly um, that was devastating. And it rocked the core of our family, to be honest with you. And it's still very difficult. And it makes me think about the brevity of life, um, just how fragile it is. And I don't think I've got my footing, you know, since then. Um, So it's been kind of difficult. And there were other things that had happened too. You know, I mean, I'm a parent of a teen who hadn't been in school pretty much since the end of eighth grade and is now a sophomore in high school. And so just that whole journey of parenting and, you know, trying to parent differently in a sense, because your kid is becoming a young adult and on that journey of like emancipation from you and what that looks like and trying to loosen the grips of control and, and help, you know, helping them to be encouraged, but also to let them find their way. Right. And, and I have felt on that (laughs) journey a lot lately. And so that's been really difficult. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened this past year um, that I've been reflecting on that have not been the best, right? And then there's that old acquaintance procrastination, that self-sabotage that happens when you don't make a decision, right? And you don't act on it. And so some of the goals that I had for like getting in shape and just, you know, writing a book and putting up an online course and all those things, you know, like they didn't happen. And that is really hard. And when the cancellation of the conference happened, I fell into this kind of just sadness, to be honest, disappointment with myself. Um, And when I get disappointed or like if I'm going through a hard time, I have a really bad habit of self-isolating, which means like I just kind of shut off the world. And guys, that's not a good thing to do. Um, It's something that actually makes the situation worse. And so today, you know, after throwing like a pity party for the past weekend, um, I opened up my Bible and I came across this scripture, Isaiah 43, 18. And it says, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And, you know, so many things hit me when I read this. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cough too. Um, but the one thing is... I wanted to blog about it. And, you know, I realized like the first love that I had was like writing and I kind of gotten away from it. Right. And I gotten, um, you know, just life has happened. But like I've gotten away from what I really think was part of God's purpose for my life was expressing myself through writing, through blogging, through reaching people. And so automatically I wanted to blog and I did. And I wrote this blog post and you can see it. I'll put it in the show notes. But what really hit me about this is that God shows up exactly when you need him, like to speak to your mind and your heart. When your mind and your heart are hurting, the worst thing you can do is self-isolate. Okay. The best thing you can do is open up your Bible and, and, and go into prayer because God is there. He is waiting and he does want us to um, turn to him, right? And here's the thing, we all wander in the wasteland, right? Like your wasteland may look different than mine, 
but we all have those times in life and you may be in it right now or you may just came out of it, but we all have wastelands, whether that is maybe a health issue. You know, I have friends who are seriously facing some um, really serious issues with their health right now and that's a wasteland. You know, they're wandering through that desert right now. Um, Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe it's with finances. Maybe it's with your marriage. Maybe it's with your friendships. Um, maybe it's with your spiritual life, right? But there are these wastelands that we walk through. And as Christians, we are not exempt from them. If anything, I think we walk through them sometimes even more, right? Um, And we can feel like we are in this wilderness and we just don't have any way out, right? Like we don't see shelter. We don't see um, that streaming bubbly water that we need to drink to give us just like a refreshment like a refreshment, a refresh, yes, a refreshment, right? And what this verse reminds me of is that God is in the wasteland. He is walking us through it, right? It doesn't mean that we won't go through it, but he is walking there with us and he is providing those streams that will refresh our spirit. He does not want us to sit around and dwell in the wasteland. He wants us to move forward in it. He wants us to walk through it, not by ourselves, but with him. And, you know, I think sometimes we can get stuck there, right? Like we can go through that wasteland and we we might be able to even see the out, but we get stuck and we feel like we just can't move forward. And, you know, this is really important to remember that in this wasteland, this is where we are most vulnerable, right? This is where the enemy is watching us and he wants to attack us. He wants us to feel like this wasteland is permanent. He wants us to feel like we're alone in it, that God doesn't have us, that he's not walking through it with us, that we are useless, right? Because the first thing that happens in the wasteland, right, is like, you're seeing everything in around, around you that is stopping you, that is holding you back, that's holding you down, that's making you feel less than, that makes you feel like you're not equipped, that makes you feel like, you know, you're not that, that person that you thought you were going to be, you know? And it can be, um, it can stunt your growth spiritually, but it can also stunt you like physically, mentally, and emotionally from moving forward. Listen, the enemy wants to steal, destroy, and separate you from God. He wants you to die in that wasteland, whether it's physical death or it's a spiritual death. And the spiritual death, friends, is worse than a physical death, right? Because when you're spiritually dead, I hate to say this, it's almost like you might as well be physically dead because you are not able to live life in a way that is abundant. And I'm not talking about profit or money or anything like that. I'm talking about the abundance that comes by knowing that you are loved and created and special in God's eyes, that you are extraordinary, okay? And it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. It's about who you were created to be in Christ, And when we are walking through the wasteland, it is so easy to be blinded by that simple fact, that extraordinary fact that you are created by God, the creator, the author of life, who gave you life, who died on the cross to take away your sins, to stop the enemy 
from putting you in death. The enemy wants to separate you. He wants you to not walk on the path that God has planned out for you. He wants to take your vision and crumble it up. Okay. I, I, I saw that this weekend with myself, you know, and maybe I should have just winged it. I don't know. And I can't go back and I'm not going to dwell on that past um, of what didn't happen. Right. But I do know this, that I cannot allow the enemy to get a foothold. And how he does that is he wants me, he wants to plant seeds of doubt. He wants to plant seeds of fear. He wants to plant seeds of embarrassment and shame and guilt. And he wants you to suffer in silence. You know, a friend had wrote me and said, you don't have to suffer in silence. And thank you, Gigi, if you're listening for that. And I owe you a phone call. Um, And Yes, it is very easy to suffer in silence because you don't want to, it makes you go within yourself, right? When we go within ourselves and we get in our heads without allowing ourselves to go to God as our source, all types of bad things happen, guys. All types of bad things happen, okay? And so (coughs) we are commanded to love the Lord, We are commanded to put our hope in him, to understand that his promises for us are true, okay? Not the fleeting thoughts of the devil. He is not true. His his vision for us does not match up with God's vision. And let me just say this. You can be in the wasteland. Just know this, that nothing is wasted. Not one experience is wasted. And as hard as it can be, and as painful as it can be, and as unnecessary as it may seem, know that every single thing that you are going through, every pothole that you step in, it is not wasted. The Lord is using that for his glory, for his glory in your life, and for somebody else's life. So nothing is wasted. Okay. And so when you're walking through that wasteland, it's okay. It's okay to, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to, um, you know, be not sure, but do know this, that God is walking beside you and he wants to do a new thing in your life. It may not be the thing you desired or hoped for, but it will be his best. Okay. It will be his best. And that's, you can't get any better. If this year wasn't what you expected it to be, and for many of us, it wasn't. This has been a rough couple years, guys. And you know what? Make peace with it. Honor this year for its lessons. Mourn the losses. Give grace to yourself and others. Forgive and let go. Focus on perceiving what God can do, what he will do, what he can restore, what needs to die, and the new things that can come through the daily blessings and mercies that God provides. You know, don't allow that enemy to get a foothold because when we're wondering aimlessly, see, that's the word right there. You can wonder, right? But when you're wondering by God, you know that you're on the right path. When you're wondering aimlessly, you're just all over the place, right? And when you're all over the place, that is when Satan knows to walk in because 
you are not being leaded by you are not being led by faith. So I just wanted to really hop on and talk about this because it was really on my heart today. Um, you know, and not just because of my own struggles, because here's the thing. I think many of us are walking through that wasteland. Many of us are wandering in the desert and we can get so stuck in our past that we cannot perceive the future and the now really, right? The present that God has in store. And it's so important to remember that God is the way maker, right? He is the way maker. He will make a way out of the small, like out of anything. I have testimony after testimony, you know, and sometimes I forget that. I forget. There's a song that says, you know, roll back the curtain of memory now and then show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. And let me tell you, I don't know where I could have been. You know, I know that it wouldn't be in a good place. I know that um, I wasn't walking on a path that was full of faith, but full of fear, um, full of uncertainty. I was walking on a path that was not leading to any place, really, right? Except for what the enemy had in store for me. And I know that God led me out of there, just like he led those Israelites out of the desert, right? And, you know, in Deuteronomy... I was looking at some um, scriptures on the wasteland, and it's really interesting what Deuteronomy has um, and a couple other places about the wasteland. So just for example, Deuteronomy 2.7, it says, all along the way, I, the Lord God, the Lord your God has blessed your every effort. I have been attentive to your travels through this great wasteland. These 40 years I have been with you, you have lacked for nothing. Think about that. You have lacked for nothing. Because why? God provides. In Deuteronomy 32.10, it says, The Lord found him in a desolate land, in an empty wasteland where animals howl. He continually guarded him and taught him. He continually protected him like the pupil of his eye. Guys, that's what God does. He guards us. He teaches us. He protects us. He is our father. He's not going to let you wither. He's not going to let you wither. And, you know, this is something that we need to not just say like, yes, the Lord is my God. He is my protector. It's one thing saying it, but it is another thing when we mean it and we live by it. Right. And this is something that we need to practice daily. You know, when I think about Ruth and Naomi, talk about (laughs) wandering through a wasteland. I mean, Naomi had lost her husbands and her sons and, and Ruth has lost her husband, but yet and again, they decided to move forward. They decided to go forward. They did not stay in that wasteland, right? And Ruth was obedient. And she, she could have just said, hey, you know what? You're on your own. Like, I, I love you, but I have to stay here. I have to make a life for myself. But instead, she followed her, her, her mother. And I, through, through, I think, 
that obedience that comes when we listen, right? We don't know what the road or where the road's going to take us, but we just know that God is telling us to go on that road. And so they were leaving a wasteland, but they were still walking through it, right? Because it wasn't like they had come into money. I mean, they were sitting in this very uncertain place, but God cleared a path that led to a blessing. They left the former things behind and they walked the new path and they saw the new thing that God had for them. Right? So, and think about this. Ruth not only found her (laughs) kinsman redeemer, I mean, God had blessed her. She is in the genealogy of Christ, right? She was the mother of Obed to Jesse to David. So, the lineage there, right? And so what I'm saying is, is that again, nothing is wasted. There are things in our life that need to be put to death and that's okay, right? Because sometimes we need to let things die to have something new crop up. And we need to be aware of that. You know, we're so aware of our past. We're so aware of the mistakes that we made, but are we But how much time do we take to really perceive what God is doing in our life or what God wants to do in our life? How much time are we giving space to that? You know, I did a Bible study on uh, breaking the chains of stinking thinking because our thinking affects our actions and it affects everything, right? What we perceive God to be in our life is really paramount to how we will live our life. If you consider God to be big in your life, you're going to live big, right? And again, I'm not talking financially. I'm talking about God's plan for you, God's vision for your life, the dreams you have on your heart, right? If you live with a small mind, meaning if everything about your life you look at and you only see the negative or you dwell in the past on the mistakes and, and the regrets and anything else that, you know, is holding you back that keeps your feet stuck in that wasteland. You're never going to get to that promised land. You're never going to get out of that wasteland because you're not trusting in God's perception for your life. And that is how we move forward. So I just really wanted, again, to hop on here and talk about this because, you know, the end of the year is coming and I know it's this time of, you know, anticipation for the new year, but a lot of times it comes with some sorrow, right? Um, it comes with burying some, some dreams maybe that we had or some idea of what our life was supposed to look like or things that we were supposed to do that didn't happen. And there is sorrow there and there is a sense of loss. And I just want to say that again, you know, with God, even those losses, even that sorrow, it can be turned to joy because, you know, in James, it tells us to count your trials with joy, right? Count all tro- all trials with joy. And you're kind of like, uh, okay, James, whatever, right? But when you think about it, the trials, the wasteland, all of it, it refines our faith. It refines our character. It matures us spiritually. 
And isn't that the goal to mature spiritually, to, um, you know, be on this earth for the time that we are in a way to glorify God, to know the truth. And so trials are not there, I think, to make our lives miserable, even though it can feel like it at times, you know, that wasteland, that desert, it can really stink, you know, but again, nothing is wasted. All of it is to form you into the servant that God created you to be. And so as you end this year, think not about the wasteland, but what God has in store for you. Think not about walking alone, but that God is walking beside you. And friends, just, you know, try not to be too hard on yourselves. It's okay. Um, You know, life is a journey and we're going to fall, but it's, it's all part of the process. So I pray that you have a good day. I look forward to um, taking some time in December to just kind of reflect and regroup and come back and really dive into the podcast and more writing and really listening to what God wants me to do and not so much maybe what I want to do, right? Um, So anyway, thank you so much as always for listening to Faith Coffee and a Kid please visit the blog and make sure you subscribe. And I can't wait to talk to you in 2022.